Apple presents events at the Apple Store. All right, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Tom Geyer of Entertainment Weekly. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is Tom Geyer. I'm a senior editor at Entertainment Weekly, and glad to be here at the Soho Apple Store to introduce this wonderful talk with the director and stars of The Skeleton Twins, uh, which opens this month, theaters everywhere. And uh, let's take a look at the trailer. Hey. Have you read Marley and Me? Yeah, sad. Why is it sad? You don't know what happens? No, that's why I'm reading it. What, does the dog die at the end? No, I'm not saying anything. Look how much I had left. <sighs> I was thinking you'd come stay with me. It's okay if I tell him? We're trying to get pregnant. That's great. And yep. you say we are because it's not sexist that way, right? That's what you told me. Yeah. I can't wait to be the creepy gay uncle. You're hired. Well, last I heard you moved to LA to be an actor. Yeah, did you not hear I won an Oscar? Oh. Surprise. Oh, back from the dead. What are you doing here? Um, when did the boys show up? It's dyke night, sweetie. It's what? Dyke night. You're my brother. We're supposed to be there for each other. I'm tired of you acting like you're the healthy one and I'm your special needs oh, kid. I get depressed about my life. So you're not a famous actor? I got news for you. No one's a famous actor. George Clooney's a famous actor. Okay, George Clooney, I guess that's one exception. Why do we go 10 years without talking? That's probably not worth talking about now. You have to tell me a secret. I slept with my scuba instructor. Maggie! Wouldn't it be easier just to tell Lance you're not ready to have a kid? What am I gonna do? I told somebody that I was in town. Don't freak out. Hi, Angel. Mother. Wow. You know what? You need to take the edge off. Standing here beside you. What are you doing? Want so much to give you this love in my heart that I'm feeling for you. Let them see we're crazy. What do they know? I say you put on something pretty. We're going out. Dad always told us to stick together, no matter what. Maybe we should have a dude's day. I think your version of dude's day and my version are totally different. Awesome! Awesome! Hey! I have a very serious question for you. Mm -hmm. Will you go to prom with me? <laughs> And please welcome writer-director Craig Johnson and stars Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader. Hi. 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 So Craig, tell me about how this script came about. Where did you get the idea for doing the story about these two Crazy Twins. Well, I co-wrote the movie uh, with Mark Heyman years and years and years ago when we were still grad students at NYU. And um, the initial idea started, we knew the kind of tone of the movie we wanted to make, something that was kind of bittersweet and funny, but a little offbeat, but we didn't really know what 
we wanted it to be about. So we just started throwing out kind of stories from our own life. And while nothing of, in the movie, you know, like plot-wise is overtly autobiographical, um, we... You're not a twin. I'm not a twin, but I do have a sister. And so a lot of my relationship with my sister um, came into play in this movie, specifically like using humor to deal with dark, dark stuff. But the initial um, uh, spark came because there is... Well, I... It's hard to say, it's a little bit of a spoiler alert, so I'll just talk more about the, the brother and sister relationship is from my, my own brother and sister. I get mean, the iPad. me and my sister. <laughs> get the get, new iPad. Get the and new remember, iPad. You should get a case for your laptop. Yeah, because if you drop it. Get a nice, soft you case there. for your laptop. Yep. The people in the blue shirts are going to help you. Hey, they're yep. geniuses. Are. They're geniuses. geniuses. In case you were wondering what it was like on set. Sorry. <laughs> this is what happens in movie theaters, too, actually. People are just shopping in the back. Yeah, yeah It's a QVC thing going yeah, on. Especially yeah, in L.A., yeah. yeah. So now, when you were writing the script, I'm imagining that you were not thinking of Gillian Stefan in these roles initially. No, I wasn't. But I will say... Very honest. I will say, though, that I always admire these two on SNL because I always thought there was something actually kind of real and human behind the kind of over-the-top characters. These two in particular, um, there was just something sort of kind of weirdly subtle and underplayed in a lot of the characters, which I think is what made those characters so funny, even though they were, you know, crazy people, largely. <laughs> so we, when did you find the script? How, how did the script find you two? Uh, I was sent the script in 2010 um, and loved it, met Craig. Uh, I was very lucky that this casting director, A.V. Kaufman, uh, recommended me uh, for the movie, and it's uh, much more of a drama. It obviously, it has very funny stuff in it, but it was, I, I wanted to you know, do a drama and uh, met Craig, and he said, let's do it. And then it was kind of a two-year period of having the money, not having the money, you know, these things. And um, and then he said, what do you think if I sent it to Kristen? And I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. But I didn't want to pressure her into doing it or anything. And then one day Kristen called me and said, I read Skeleton Twins and met Craig. I'd love to do it, but only if you'll have me, only if you'll, you want me to play your sister. And I said, absolutely, yeah, I'd love it if you play my sister. And then, bam, we got the money. <laughs> They're like, Kristen Wiig's involved. <laughs> And is that what it felt Buy like? A, an extra adapter. You're going to need an extra you'll power forget it at the cord. Hotel. You need extra power cords. You'll travel Those with it. You'll forget it. Um, so, Kristen, um, <laughs> did the notion of, of playing a drama, but playing it opposite Bill, have a, was that the appeal here? Uh, very, very much so. I mean, I, I read the script and I absolutely loved it. Um, and yeah, there's some some heavier scenes in the movie as well as, you know, very comedic scenes and I just felt very comfortable obviously with Bill. We've known each other and worked with each other for years and um and we get to play brother and sister and we already are very close and have that kind of relationship anyway, so it made it so much easier. And I won the lottery in terms of that chemistry, that kind of brother-sister chemistry. It's just you can't invent that as a director. You can maybe tease it out a little bit, but, but that was just so baked into their existing relationship as, as friends. Uh, and that was very, you know, I, I was lucky. 
Well, I think we do have a clip that shows some of that rapport. Um, so can we play that first one? <gasps> Give that to me. Give it to me. Spit. Hmm? Spit in there. Hmm. Sorry, I think it's broken. Oh my! Milo! <laughs> Stop! That thing. Oh my God. You gotta have that thing fixed. Stop. You know what? You need to take the edge off. Yeah, right. No. Everybody's doing it. If you don't do it, no one will ever I'm talk to you. I'm not doing it. Ross is doing it. Tina's doing mm -hmm. it. Emily's doing it. Casey's doing it. Shannon is doing Shannon it. Shannon can't be T, doing it. Eric, Eric T. And N? Eric S. Eric S. too? Eric S. and Eric T. are both doing it. I'm not doing it. That's actually the last shot of the movie, which is weird. That kind of gives away, and the credits roll right after that. Over, over a erupting volcano. Yeah. <laughs> the credits go into the volcano. And a giant pterodactyl goes. <laughs> I'm a very experimental director. Well, actually, seen a scene like that. I wonder how much of that was, in fact, on the page. There was some improvisation in that bit. Uh, Shocked. Shockingly, right? <laughs> yes. Um, the mo I mean, the script is it's very, it's very written. Uh, but um, but I, there was unwritten sequentially in every scene. Uh, what? What did you just say? No. no uh, they, this was a, we stuck to the script mostly in this movie. Didn't really, yeah. There, there was really a really, really well-written script. And then, you know, there were certain moments like that where... You know the initial scene. You know, would just hey, you need to take the take the edge off, and you know you would do three takes of that, and on the fourth take, it would Craig would go go nuts. You know, we have it, right? And then that something like that would happen, where we would just start messing around, and it would get loose, and we felt comfortable with the scene. And yeah, but I love it when 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 you know actors riff on the lines a little bit and and put things into their their own words. I think it can make things feel a lot more authentic and and natural. And I think I would be a bad director if I didn't if I had Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader in a movie and didn't encourage them to you know riff a little bit. Now it seems like the two of you have been in your post-SNL days, pursuing more serious projects. Uh, you did a terrific movie called Hate Ship, Love Ship. Um, you're in The, the uh, Disappearance of Eleanor Rigby. Um, are you seeking out these roles deliberately? Are you trying to sort of avoid the SNL stamp? Or are these the, the, the best scripts that are coming along for you? That, that's pretty much yeah. it. It's kind of an uninteresting answer. But yeah, when something comes your way and you read it and you, you go, connect I would, to I'd it. I like to go see this. Yeah. That's kind of... You know, and then you, and it's a, it's a tool thing of who's involved with it. I would go see that, and ooh, that's an interesting part. And sometimes it's not the lead part, it's another part. You know, Eleanor Rigby, I have a much more supporting part in that movie, but I just thought, wow, what a cool idea, and you know. Now, what was it about this script in particular and these characters that, that drew you in? I don't get offered these, yeah, I'd never been offered something like this before, you know. I haven't sent something like this before, you know. I usually get sent much more broad comedies. And uh, I thought um, the relationship between the brother and sister, I have two sisters, um, I really related to that. And I also related to the character of Milo of being a guy who, um, you know, I moved from Tulsa, Oklahoma to L.A. to, you know, make it in the film industry, you know. And I related to a guy going out there and that fear of maybe it won't work out, you know. And uh, 
his relationship, again, I don't want to give a lot away, but his relationship with a teacher, his relationship with his sister, um, going back home, kind of, you know, um, and reassessing your life. And, uh, you know, I, I related to all that. And I thought it was so beautifully written and so subtle. You know, it reminded me of, like, those great movies in the 70s, you know, that there was ambiguity there and it trusted its audience, you know? And you don't read a lot of scripts like that, yeah. you know? And was there a scene or scenes that particularly scared you to do, that sort of pushed you further than you think you've gone? Well, I mean, the opening of the movie was really rough. Reading the script, I mean, the opening of the movie... I mean, this isn't a lot of reviews and stuff, but the opening of the movie is me, both of us, attempting suicide on a different day, on the same day. So it's you know, and uh, that was really tough to shoot that scene. I was in a bathtub, and it was that was. I remember just reading the script, going, "Well, this is not the usual thing I get sent." But being really intrigued by it again because it was subtle. It had something to do with the story. It wasn't exploitive or anything. It was really smart, and it was funny. The next scene was funny. You know? Yes, don't let that throw you. It's, it, there's yeah. funny stuff in the movie. So, so. <laughs> Kristen, what about for you? What was, what was the biggest challenge here for you? Um, I, I, I think the, probably the biggest challenge was, I didn't really realize it until we started shooting it, was the scene where Bill and I are fighting. Uh, there's a scene where we get in this really horrible fight, and I say some really um, unforgivable things to him and it was really hard to shoot that scene because I mean obviously I know I'm not saying these things to Bill but it's still like Bill's face I was looking at and yelling at him and and we really say some really not nice things to each other and it was really difficult to shoot that scene and, yeah and, and I, I mean I was I was you know pushing them and to do you know we did a number of takes and they were giving it they're all in each one, and there was a point too. I remember Kristen said, "Just I, I don't know how much longer I can say such mean stuff to Bill," and that kind of broke my heart a little bit. And then I made her do another take. Yeah. <laughs> now, was there a challenge in making up Bill's face? Oh, oh. Well, I uh, we had makeup people. Oh, you didn't do it yourself. Well, let's take no. a look at that clip. Yeah. We're going out. What? It is Halloween. Lance is at fantasy football. I say you put on something pretty and or freaky, preferably both. Yeah. I can do this better than I thought. No, oh, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it, don't like it. I will tell you immediately if I don't like it. Ah! So, Kristen, you're saying that that is not your handiwork? No, I can't take credit for that. No. Gosh, no. It was such a beautiful makeup job. Now, Craig, can you talk a little bit about the music in this film? Because it just seems perfect for the film and for these characters. And very... Of an era, so it's, so it's right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Um, you know, people um, have called out the tone of this movie as, as something they like—that the balancing act between sort of the funny and the the more emotional stuff. And I think music has a, a lot to do with that. Um, beyond this sort of, I think, beautiful score by Nathan Larson, which kind of really rides that line. I think it's a real warm 
score. I think it's uplifting without getting, you know, treacly or syrupy. But then there's a lot of um, source music, two songs, um, largely from the 1980s. And uh, that really had to do with the characters who were, you know, best friends as kids. And the characters are in, you know, they're kind of mid-30s. And so they would have been kids in the 80s. And so there's a little bit of, as they connect, it's largely um, over the music of, of that era. And there's a little, it's sprinkled throughout. So how did you settle on the Starship song? (laughs) <laughs> we see in the trailer. Yes. Um, well, there's a lip sync sequence that you saw a little glimpse of in the movie. And, you know, it, it, w- it was a scene where Bill's character is trying to basically cheer up Kristen's character. And it, in the script, it's only one or two sentences. Like, he tries to cheer up by lip syncing a song. But when I, I found the song is Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship, it's featured in the movie Mannequin, for those of you who, you know, those cinema files out there. See it. Uh, it's uh, wonderful. <laughs> Bill Hader is the Andrew McCarthy of his generation. He really is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that song's a duet. And so I remember there was this period where I was listening to songs, and when I discovered that one, I was like, oh, with the duet element of a male and female voice, the scene really has some drama now, because it can really be about um, Bill's character trying to get Kristen's character to like sing the Grace Slick part in the movie to pull her kind of out of this funk. And so the scene ends up being a little, it's, 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 it's epic in the movie. So it's reason enough to go see it. <laughs> now, did you two know that song beforehand? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I listen to it every day on the way to work, on the way back to work, because I had to lip sync it perfectly and be able to dance to it. And so, yeah. And you choreographed <laughs> that number yourself? Or? Well, it was a big, it was like a big collaboration. I mean, but that was very much, I think if my, my sisters see the movie, they'll recognize we would, lip sync to songs and you would act out the lyrics, you know, so it was like nothing's gonna like stop us now, you know, or whatever. So what was your go-to song growing up with your sisters? Oh man, I remember Aha, Take On Me, that was a big one. You would act out that video, you would like ram into walls and stuff. <laughs> and Kristen? Um, uh, maybe that Tears for Fears song, Shout, Shout right? Shout? Yep. Remember that video, called? how they were all doing, they were like in total unison? And I never knew where they were looking. <laughs> They're always like looking up like this You're gonna in a jump for joy. That's the only part. <laughs> yeah. But they're like all looking like this. They're never looking like what? And as a kid I was like, where are they looking? Yeah, like look behind me. They're looking at a little square piece of tape. Yeah. <laughs> Guys just look at this and sing, all right? Roll. Now, is it hard to segue from a scene like that to one of the more serious or dramatic scenes? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we did a lot of that. It's, it was an indie film. We didn't have a lot of time to shoot it, so we would have to cram a lot into one day. And, I mean, Bill, like, when we, we, we shot the... We shot the scene, and then the next scene... The lip-sync scene. We shot the lip-sync scene, which was so much fun, and Chris and I are jumping up around and having a blast and lip-syncing. And then Craig went, all right, we're done with that. Now we're going to do this scene where I have this very sad monologue about peaking in high school. And I just went, oh man. And I went outside and kind of walked around the block to kind of get back into another. And Kristen was so great, you know, she, you know, crying in the scene and it was just, you know, it was just total 180 degree turn. It was know? a tug of war. I mean, the movie's got a little bit of that vibe. It's sort of your, your things are really great. I, um, I, 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 when I was watching it the other day, I was like, there's actually three almost needle scratch moments where, where the, you know, things are either sad and then all of a sudden, whoa, whoa, they shift or it's typically more things are going great and then, uh-oh. He has a little rut-row. 
No, how long was the shoot? 22 days, which is not very long for me. Not movies. very long. And you shot upstate or? Uh, in, yeah, in Nyack, New York. Yeah, so Rockland anyone? County. Yeah, anyone? <laughs> no, one, no one from anyone? Nyack! Yeah, no nobody. Easy to say. I'm the man! <laughs> Now, we do have one more clip here that, uh, that I do want to play that is not quite as funny, but is actually kind of, um, <laughs> but has its comedic moments that actually are very revealing. So if we can play that last clip here. What's up? Do you think I should have a baby? I mean, do you think I would be a good mom? Uh... I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think you'd be very attentive. Okay. And maybe a bit overprotective. Uptight. Gee, thanks. No, I'm just being honest. I'm, it's, it's a loaded question. I'm sorry. I think I would be an excellent mom. Okay. So shooting a scene like that, I mean, it, you have this rapport together. How much do you depend upon that background that you have knowing each other to sort of get that dynamic on screen? A lot. I mean... Uh... Yeah, it's everything. I mean, it's a different... It's just different working with Kristen if it was anybody else because we've known each other for so long and work... You know, work at Saturday Night Live, you're for nine months basically like living with each other <laughs> and going through so many highs and lows, you know, that you, um, you know, I just feel it's very easy to be vulnerable around each other and to feel free to fail in front of each other, and which is kind of the best gift you can have as an actor is feeling comfortable to do things like that, you know. So what was your biggest failure in making uh, this film? On the movie? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's all on the editing Great room question. floor. <laughs> On the editing floor, but I tried a lot of shit that did not work. Probably, <laughs> you know what? It's not that it, there's stuff that you guys did that didn't work. It's just because to find the tone of this movie, there would be stuff that they would do that um, was so funny, actually, where I had tears streaming down um, my face. But then we realized that, ooh, you know, I feel like I'm being a little taken out of the movie, and this doesn't quite feel like brother and sister. It actually feels you know, a little bit like two people on Saturday Night Live. And as funny as that is, and there'll be some like deleted scenes on the DVD and everything, um, it just made sense to, to remove it from the movie just to, to make sure that everything felt, felt real and natural. And on the flip side, there were some like emotional beats that also didn't, you know, that felt out of proportion with the rest of what's, what's going on. It's all about looking at the whole picture, you know. And even though a scene might make you crack up or, ooh, this scene, we talked, we were just talking about a scene that was really emotional on set that, that I did with Bill that just, uh, you know, in the actual finished movie felt like a little too much. So I think, uh, I think we're going to open it up to questions now. Is that right? We have two mics on the other side. Raise your hand and we'll come Guy to you. Guy in the blue shirt? In the back? Blue shirt in the back. Blue, Blue shirt. shirt. The guy at the genius bar. Something's hanging uh, around your neck. Hello, I'm a genius. Uh... <laughs> First question's going to be in the back. Okay. Uh, so you guys got to work with uh, Joanna Gleason, uh, who played yeah. your guys' yes. mother, yes. who's yes. an amazing stage amazing. actress. Amazing. How, how was it to be able to work with her? Oddly, okay. not... No, I'm kidding. It was <laughs> she... 
was a wreck. Doesn't speak English. <laughs> no, uh, she was amazing. She was amazing. I, I, mean, I couldn't believe when she showed up, I felt like I needed to, like, you know, sit up straight. And right, yeah. Well, she just incredible. Brings, it's, it's that thing, again, that's like a gift where someone shows up and makes you go, oh, I have to be... I have to be good in these scenes because she's bringing it so much and so professional and so amazing that you were just, just had to keep up with her. And anytime, you know, the role is smaller, but she just infuses it with so many dimensions. I mean, there's a whole backstory in, in this woman who's not on screen for very long. And it's because Joanna is such an incredible actress that you actually feel this is a fully fleshed out woman. Yeah. I hope. You do. I don't hope. I know. This question's for the actors, Bill Hader and Christine Wegg. What, what, what was your experience like when, when, when being in Night at the Museum and uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty? What was Ben Still and Robin Williams like from your point of views? And what was, was it like doing the voices of this Indespicable Me and Monsters University? Good questions. Um. Thank you. What, uh, which one do you want to take? What, um, oh, I'm going to take the second one. I'm going to be weird. Uh, ben Stiller is a very nice he's, guy. Um, I've known Ben great. Stiller actually since I was 17. Uh, ben Stiller used to date Jeannie Triplehorn, who's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was friends with her, and I one time had Thanksgiving at her house when I was 17, and Ben Stiller was there. And I was like, whoa. He was like the first celebrity <laughs> I ever met. And he was about to direct Cable Guy. And I remember, yeah, I was like, wow. And I went to high school the next day. I was like, I met Ben Stiller. And everybody was like, shut up, dude. <laughs> um... Night Museum 2 is a blast. Um, unfortunately, I did not get to work with uh, Robin Williams. We did not work on the same day, but I got to uh, work on that film and had a very fun time. And I'm glad you liked my Monsters University 2 person. Well, oh, thank you. Well, I'm about to do this movie Inside Out, which is very, which is great. But I'm glad you liked my slug character. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> um, I... Uh, it took me exactly 10 minutes to record that. <laughs> they didn't pay me. No. Um, I... I did second, third, first. Okay, Go. so uh, uh, Ben Stiller is incredible. I'm happy that I got to work with him, and then he had me in his movie, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which Ding. I love. Of course, absolutely. Um, and uh, what was the animated movie? Yes, that was that was really fun. Um, you know, you just kind of get to be in a booth by yourself. You don't really get to be with the other actors, which isn't always fun because you want to be <laughs> able to play off other people. But yeah. um, it was a really, I felt very lucky that I got to be in that movie. Yeah, thank you. Okay, next question is actually going to be in the center back right over this way. Um, I don't have a question, but you two in Adventureland was everything to me. <laughs> oh, thank you. You guys are great. Yeah. Oh thank gosh, you very thank much. You. That movie is very special to us. I love, yeah, that. We love, love making that, that movie. That. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. We felt like our characters, when we have a weird backstory for our characters, that they were independently wealthy or <laughs> <laughs> like that they weren't getting paid to run the amusement park. Like we had this weird backstory for those two, that couple. It's the weirdest couple yeah, ever. Yeah, we, we would tell Greg Matola, the director, about it, and he would go, all right. <laughs> like, that's not going to be in the movie, but all right. <laughs> oh, that they were swingers. That was it. Probably. Might be maybe both. <laughs> Independently wealthy swingers. Not on that. Is there someone waving okay. back there? Somebody's waving back there. Are you saying hi, or do you have a question? All the way to the uh, left. He's just waving. waving. <laughs> He's just waving. Uh, yes. 
My Next question is in the front to your right. Oh. Hi. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> I wanted to ask about the importance as artists about getting out of your comfort zone and not really sticking to things that are familiar and comfortable to you. Could you oh, hear me? That's a very good question. Yeah, that is a very good question. Thank you for a very good question. I have uh, no answer. We're not going to answer it. I'm not going to answer but it. But it was great. I think it's extremely important. You, ha you, yeah, have, to. you have I, to. I always say the moment I'm comfortable doing this, then I should stop because um, yeah. each project is so different. And even if it's a comedy or something you may think we're comfortable doing, it's always a little scary and you want to do a good job, especially with this movie. I mean, there were a lot of things that neither one of us had done Yeah, before. never had ever done. I mean, that was the... I mean, you would do that at Saturday Night Live all the time where every week you were given something that you, at least I always felt yeah. uncomfortable with. Yeah. Where they go, okay, here's this person. Um, you have to play him an update tonight. And I'm going, what? And you'd freak out. But I remember reading an interview with Jack Lemmon once, and he said, uh, and it always stuck with me. He's like, the minute I have to do things that scare me as an actor. If I'm not, if I'm not a little freaked out, then I'm, I don't do it, you know? And, um, you know, if you watch Grumpy Old Men, I mean, that's scary as shit. I mean, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Try to end on a joke. See, that's what I mean. Keep you it. fall on your you face. Know. You fall on your face. <laughs> but I don't care because I'm with Kristen. Yep. So what would scare you next? What would frighten the heck out of as, you? As far as like yeah. a role? Being yep. around all these geniuses is pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> um... Um. Um. <laughs> Go no. <laughs> I don't know. It's like you don't know because you never thought about it. Then you read a part or something, and you go, "Whoa!" Good answer. I don't. You know, I bet that's true. Because I, I don't know. If I could think of something to scare me, then obviously, deep down, I'm not really scared of it, right? Come on. Oh. Next question. <laughs> the next oh, question. Yeah. Oh. Sweating. The next question. I'm getting a little scared Sorry. right now. The next question's right in front of you guys. So, in light of that, what you're saying, you know, and you're doing a dramedy, did you find yourself needing to step back and talk more about the characters because they had to have that, the, the transitions had to be smooth between humor and, and seriousness? Yeah, absolutely. And did you rehearse more or we try to rehearse? We didn't rehearse at all. We didn't rehearse. We had no, no time, low-budget movie, we didn't have time to rehearse at all. But we, we did talk a lot about the characters and... and um, in our relationship, but it's like you do a lot of, it's like you kind of do a lot of preparation and then in you, when you're there and you're in your, your wardrobe and you're on set and you see what Kristen's doing, I just react to what she's doing and she's reacting to what, I doing, what I'm doing and you can't plan anything. We don't go in going, well, I'm gonna go this. Like, I don't like watching playback. I don't like watching any of that stuff because you just want to be out of your head and kind of out of your, your, you know, and the, that's know. where the magic happens. I think when 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 things are just just in a groove somehow, whether you're saying lines or whether there's improvisation, it just feels like life on screen, you know. Um, and uh, you mentioned movies from the '70s. And you know, I'm a big fan of Hal Ashby movies, yeah. and, and you see a lot of that in movies like Harold and Maude and Shampoo and The Last Detail and some of the movies that that, that he did that were very um, inspirational to to me. We have time for one more question. It's in the front. Hi, I actually have two questions, past and future, and this is for all three of you. My first question is, um, what got you into acting or directing? And then my second question is, what, looking forward, what would you love to do in the future, in, as far as your careers? 
Go. Oh, God, I don't know. Um, Ladies first. Well. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, the guys are ganging up on her now. Craig goes first. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh god. Sure, What got me? I, actually, I, I just kind of knew that I wanted to do it. I, I can't really describe it. It's kind of like when you fall in love with someone, you can't really explain why you feel that way. You just have to have them. Unless um, you're paying for them. Yeah, you know it's exactly. a different thing. Stay good, boy. Sorry. Um, yeah. Oh, and then I started uh, taking classes at the Groundlings because I saw an improv show there, and I'd never seen an improv show before, and thought that I would really like to do that, and that's kind of how I got into sketch comedy. And what was the second part? Oh, what would you like to do in the future? Oh. Um, um, well, I'm I'm going to be directing something next year, so I'm. Hopefully, so I'm hopefully going to do that. Yeah. Oh, thanks. thanks. Um, I wanted to actually be, uh, I grew up wanting to be a filmmaker. I actually was not, like, acting was never on my radar. Um, I did uh, a little theater in high school because my high school girlfriend did theater, and she was like, I'm auditioning for the play. <laughs> you know. Like, All right, baby. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and Your voice was so weirdly different. lower when you were younger. Accent. Yeah, I was. When I was 15, I had a very, you know, man, that's cool. I like that Pearl Jam band. Man, 1994, <laughs> a good year. Sorry, this is we're gonna this could go on forever. Um, it won't get any funnier. Um, but I, uh, I, uh, and then I moved to LA and I became, I wanted to become a director and I be, was in a production assistant for a long time. I was bringing people coffee on movies and then I was uh, an assistant editor on reality shows and shows like Iron Chef and things like that. And the whole time writing and trying to make, and then I realized what happens is you, you get someplace and you're like, I'm not, I haven't done anything creative. I just, I'm trying to pay the bills. I'm not making a lot of money. And you, then I'm like, I'm not really doing what I wanted to, I came out here to do. I might as well just go back to Oklahoma, you know? And it was depressing um, thought. And then I went, I went not to Groundlings, but to Second City LA. And I went and started taking classes there just as a way to do something every Saturday that was creative. I would go there and I would fall on my face. I would do something that was not good. The next way I go back and you fall on your face like a little bit less. And I go, okay, and then you follow like a little bit, and you just keep learning and feeling comfortable, you know? And then um, I got insanely lucky that Megan Mullally saw me in one of those shows and recommended me to Saturday Night Live, and, that, and then it got to, that became like my school, you know, and, and performing. Uh, in the future, I would love to direct uh, a movie. Um, yeah, that's what I like to do. I started as an actor and a theater kid, actually. It's funny, the reversals here. You both are going to, yeah, direct. And I'm going to star in a movie someday. No, I, no that probably won't An happen. action movie. An action movie. That actually is the answer the of what I... The new Tomb Raider. <laughs> it's um, set in the 40s. I... 
I'll answer the second part first. Uh, I'd really love to direct um, an action movie or more of a genre thing. Um, but I, yeah, was a theater kid and um, uh, was a theater major and got really into writing, directing theater, but was a big movie nerd and always knew I wanted to transition into film directing. Um, and uh, uh, was living in Seattle at the time and just kind of said, ah, I'm going to apply to film school. And, and so I ended up uh, going to NYU for graduate film school, made short films and made a small feature before this one. This is my second feature. Woo! You can applaud. I know I'm not as funny. Now oh, stop. Greg. Yeah. The power. The power. <laughs> the power I wield up here on the stage. And, and that is a full stop for us. So thank you, Craig Johnson. Oh, thank you. Oh, Chris Craig. Oh, 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 on that. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that was lame. Sorry. The Skeleton Twins in theaters Thanks. this month. Buy an extra you. laptop. <laughs> 